I'm convinced the leading cause of our individual sin has in some part, if not a large part, to do with shame. The shame we place on ourselves. It really is incredible how much shame controls us. When we look into the mirror, we shame ourselves for what we see. In a society that values youthfulness, we shame ourselves for aging or wrinkling or slowing down. We're not being thinner or being more feminine or more masculine than we think we should be or just someone who looks unhealthy. Body shame is a real problem. It's awful when others do it to others and it's even worse when we do it to ourselves. And that's just one way that we feel shame. There are other areas that carry immense shame like parenting, religion, job performance, friendships, surviving trauma, speaking up in public, our health, our finances. All of these are like buckets where shame resides. Within each of them are all kinds of triggers for us too. And it can be different for anyone. Like when a coworker says blank, it can trigger us. When a friend buys a new car, we could be triggered by the state of our finances. Domestic violence survivors feel shame over a broken marriage or being the victim. I know someone who shames herself every time she has to make a public statement. If the crowd laughs, maybe what she said was inappropriate. If they don't laugh, maybe what she said wasn't prepared enough. Shame is rampant. It's internal. It affects our faith. Dr. Brene Brown is the leading sociologist in the world on shame, and she teaches at the University of Houston. She's dedicated her life to shame research and vulnerability, and she defines shame like this. This is her definition. The intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. Did you catch all of that? The intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. We are so flawed that we know in our bones we are unworthy of love or belonging. That sound awful. And it gets so tied into our emotions. We feel shame deep down. It controls what comes up and out. There's a lot I need to say about shame, and we'll, we will throughout the season of Lent. It's what our sermon series will be on. But what I want you to know today is shame can be overcome, but it takes courage, compassion, and connection. We need the courage to say we can overcome shame. We need the compassion to forgive others and ourselves. And we need others to do it. Shame is not solo work. We need each other in community to help. One of the ways that, to drive connection is by sharing our shame. There's something powerful about speaking it. When you put into words your feelings and you offer it to the universe, then it stops suffocating you. It has less power over you. It may seem odd, but sharing your shame frees you from being pinned down by it. 
Shame works so well because we feel we can't share it. We think if people really knew blank about me, then they'd hate me, they'd judge me. So we keep that to ourselves and then we shame ourselves more. It's vicious, but to share it in a safe space. We don't need to feel judged by who we share our shame with. So the setting matters on how we share it. That's why church matters. But by sharing it, it releases the hold it has on us. And we can start building bridges to repair the damage that it's done. So let me start. I have a recurring thought. It enters my mind. It's embedded in me. I can keep it buried for most of my day. But occasionally when I'm down or I'm not feeling my best or I feel unproductive, the same memory comes unearthed in me. I've told you this story before, but for those who may not know, I was fired from being a camp pastor at a summer camp when I, in Ecuador. I was the camp pastor and campers from America would come to this international mission experience and I stood up and preached one night about how they weren't here to bring Jesus with them to preach to the heathens of Ecuador. Ecuador is mostly Catholic anyway, but rather we are here to partner with what Jesus is already doing. Well, that didn't sit well. The missionary on site silenced me, made me run the soundboard for the rest of the week during worship, yelled at me, told me I was unfit for Christian ministry, and I needed to rethink my calling, and I most definitely didn't belong in the pulpit. When I'm feeling fat, or down, or broken, or ugly, this is the memory that enters my mind. So whatever the pain is, I then double down on myself by reminding myself of this story. Now that's some deep shame. And we all do it. Now I've done some incredibly difficult, important inner work over the years. I've created a resilience to this kind of internal shaming. And you can too. I'm not perfect at it, but I'm learning and I'm getting better. And these are the things that we're going to talk about during Lent. But what I want you to see today is how all of this connects to Ash Wednesday. Shame drives disconnection. It isolates us and makes us feel alone and that we don't belong. Ash Wednesday is the reminder that we do. Granted, Ash Wednesday is a depressing name for the first day of Lent. It sounds gruesome because it focuses our attention on the ashes of the words, remember that you were dust, and to dust you will return. To the casual observer, Lent is 40 days set aside to be depressed because we're going to die, and then we should shame ourselves because we haven't lived life better. But the casual observer is wrong. Lent is not about shame or disconnection. Rather, it's the affirmation of life and our connection to it. On Ash Wednesday, we're given a sign of our end. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you will return. From dust we were born, which means we all belonged to the deepest elements of this life. We were all made from God's dust. And ultimately, that's where we end back with God, still connected to the divine source of life. 
The casual observer misses this, but Ash Wednesday is the ultimate reminder that you do belong. You always have. You are God's dust, and to God, you will return. So on this sobering Ash Wednesday, may God grant you the wisdom to know yourself, the courage to confess your sins, the grace to receive God's forgiveness instead of being buried by your shame.